Hi, this is Mark with Plot Points Podcast. I just wanted to quickly apologize for the audio quality. On Chris's mic, we had some issues, so uh, it won't happen again. Thanks. This is Mark Seve with Cloud Points Podcast. I'm here on a kind of an odd Sunday morning weather-wise with my dear friend uh, Christopher Styers. Uh, hi, Chris. How are you this morning? Hello, Mark. How are you doing? Well, I'm fine. Is it warm there yet? I mean... Uh, it's getting warmer. We're supposed to crack 100. Right? Yeah, wow. That's amazing. I've seen the the incredible temperatures in northern part of the state on this coast. Yeah. It's they're twenty to forty degrees higher than they. It's wow. Yes. So, uh, well, let's hope that uh, things cool down and we don't have a scorching uh, summer. Although that's pretty much not the uh, the the forecast. Everybody's saying it's going to be a it's going to be a dry hot uh, next couple of months. But for now, we're cool. Um, we I, Chris is a friend uh, I've known for many years. We met in writing class. A novel writing class, actually. Uh, and I was submitting, I was allowed to submit scripts and Chris was, uh, honing his craft. Um, we, we always got along. I, it was always a fun. I remember we both used to park in the same general location way back in the parking lot, uh, of the college. And, uh, anytime I pulled in and I saw your truck there, I think you were driving a, uh, uh some sort of truck at the time. Yeah, Dodge Dakota. Yeah. Um, every time, I, I was always, you know, happy that uh, that you were going to be in class. It was a good class. We had yeah, it was. We had some good writers. Um, let me just ask you, Chris, to either turn your volume up on your microphone or lean in a little bit. You're you're a little bit muted. Okay. And so, Chris is um, also. Yeah. Let me let me hear again. Is that better? Yes, a little bit. Yeah, that's that's a little bit better. Also, Chris is a is a tremendously talented writer. He's uh, quite accomplished. He's got seven novels. The last one, Silken Swords, dropped a few months ago. Yeah. Uh, and you've got a couple hopefully coming out this summer. Yeah. But you can find him on ChristopherStyers.com, which is his website, or on Amazon, Barnes and Noble, Goodreads. Uh, he has author pages on all those uh, on all those uh, venues. Um, so, Chris, what do you what do you been uh, what have you been doing? What have you been watching lately that uh, that's of any note? Well, I've been watching uh, the final season of Bosch. Oh, yeah, that just dropped. Yeah, and I've been watching the Kaminsky Method. Okay. And yesterday, I watched the uh, new Liam Neeson movie, Ice Road. Oh, how was that? Was that fun? Usually his movies are big, big action movies are big fun. Yes, it was. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Kaminsky. I love the people behind Kaminsky and I love Michael Douglas and Alan Arkin. And I just watched an episode with Danny DeVito in it. I mean, I guess the latest season has Kathleen Turner. Yeah. Who, you know, he and Michael Douglas and he and she did. um Romancing the Stone, which is a great, great, great little movie. Oh, and War of the Roses. Yeah, yeah, wonderful stuff. But I, I just can't, 
I, maybe I'm too close to that, that, oh. yeah, I just don't want to hear about his prostate. I'm sorry. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I, I watched one episode where it was all prostate, all, all 27 or 30 minutes of it. And it was like, oh, oh my God, please. I don't know whether Douglas and Arkin are friends in real life. Uh huh. But in the show, they come across as, Two buddies who have known each other for decades, and and it, their their work is marvelous. The the writing when those two are together, yeah, uh, it, it really is a, a superb uh, example of how not only because Chuck Lorre, I believe, is the creator, and he's done right. so many things. But oh. uh, yeah, anyway. But I, like I said, I just can't take the prostate constant <laughs> prostate. <laughs> I mean, they actually show, uh, well, anyway, it's a fun show. It's on Netflix. It's an original. Well, those are great. Those are really great, uh, great choices. I watched a couple interesting, uh, I watched, um, something called Wit Stable Pearl, which you can't figure out what the F it's about, uh, yeah. until you watch it. But it basically, um, it's, it's a restaurant that's owned by a woman who's a retired cop. And she also does detective work for oh, this nice. small community and a new, a new guy moves in, uh, to take over some of the police work and they, they kind of get, they kind of have a, um, a, a fun relationship, but it's, it's a lot. It's a good, it's really terrific. It's filmed in, um, uh, on location, uh, in somewhere in England, but it's, it's, it's gorgeous. It's a, a seaside town fishing community. A lot of fun, not nicely done. I, it's, it stretches credulity a little bit. You think, well, would she really be involved in a murder case? Um, but you know, it's no worse than any of the other conceits that we see. Uh, I mean, what's his name with, um, Nathan Fillion went on a, a drive along and then ended up with six seasons of, yes. of being an investigator. So, and then, um, really interesting, uh, series called Halifax Retribution. And it's an Aussie uh, series, and it's about a woman uh, named, uh, I think her name is Jane Halifax, and she's a uh, profiler, a criminal, not a profiler. She's a forensic uh, psychologist. And apparently this show was called Halifax FP years ago, 20 years ago, and it was a series that went six or seven seasons, something like that. Yeah. But they've reprised the character and brought her back 20 years later and put her in this adventure. And it's, it's really, uh, it's really well done. Uh, I'm, but, but so just so everybody knows a warning, I got it on PBS Masterpiece, which is one of the apps that I have. Um, I got to episode four and that was it. And it ended on a cliffhanger and I went, Oh crap. Now I got to wait for season two. I, that's what I thought. Yeah. No, there's there's actually eight eight episodes. Why PBS Masterpiece only has four of them, I'm not sure. Except to say, maybe it's be, they're being released week by week. It doesn't say that, but I yeah. there's I can see on their website that there's eight episodes. So anyway, if you watch it, it's called Halifax Retribution, um, and it's it's about a uh, 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 a sniper um, they're trying to track down. That doesn't give away anything. They show you that from the very beginning, but um, pretty good. So we are uh, Plot Points Podcast. My name's Mark Sevy. I'm with my 
friend and sometimes collaborator, Christopher Stiers, ChristopherStiers.com. You can reach us either through the website. You can find us all over the interwebs at uh, iTunes or, or whatever they're calling it, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Um, you can also call us at 919 uh, Scripts, which is 919-727-4787, um, or podpoints.com, which is the website I put up for the, uh, for the actual podcast. So, um, Chris, you must be like knee deep in 16,000 projects. What are you working on? I'm working. I've got a screenplay and I've got about two thirds of it done. Mm-hmm. I'm coming towards, you know, the big, climax right and uh trying to make sure everything works and there's enough twists and turns and stuff so i'm concentrating on that at the moment um so yeah i'm i'm still working on so this book thing is kind of driving me nuts i'm looking at the length of most typical you know did you realize the like for instance uh, the, uh, what is it called? Uh, the expanse, the first book called Leviathan wakes yeah, is 585,000 words or something like that. It's a ridiculous yeah. amount. I can't, I, <laughs> I'm at 40,000 words and thinking, okay, that's pretty much it. And then realizing, no, I gotta keep going. Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. So what I've determined to do is go back and fill in some, some stuff maybe that I gave short shrift to. And then I'll write a couple, you know, it's going to, my, my book's going to be short. It, you know, maybe, maybe 60,000, 70,000 words. Okay. So I'm doing that. I'm uh, work, still working on my book on screenwriting. And, um, I'm also, I just got handed, uh, an assignment for six articles, uh, on screenwriting. Whoa. Yeah, they're due by September too. So it's okay. like I got to drop one a week if I'm going to, or I'm sorry, one every two weeks or about one every 10 days if I'm going to make my deadline. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I, I won't say who they're for, but once they start to hit the, hit the, uh, the net, I'll, I'll let everybody know. But, uh, yeah, it's, um, it was kind of, it came, kind of came out of nowhere. And, it, you know, the money's not, Super. It's not like a you know tens of thousands of dollars. It it helps. It's reasonable. Yeah. And um, I was really happy to that they called me and and tapped me for this because I have some ideas that I wanted to explore. And um, anyway, so I wrote the first one over the weekend, uh, and I'm it's going to be on uh, some interesting. I think some interesting aspects like pitches, log lines, synopses, uh, pitch decks, bibles, and treatments. Oh, okay. Well, now that's not all the, that's not all in the first article. (laughs) (laughs) I I just wrote a section on pitches and log lines, uh, that took, that was 2000 words. So they, they want a minimum of a thousand words and a maximum of probably around 2000. So I'm going to, I'm going to have to break it up. Um, or we'll see. We'll see. I don't, I haven't talked to the people who hired me yet. So I'll see what they say about, cause they didn't, we talked about some ideas, but uh, they they also asked me to come up with some ideas on my own. So this was one of the ones I came up with on my own. But uh, it should be fun. I'm uh, enjoying that that process. So uh, I'm busy up until up until September. It's going to be, and then of course my classes are ending this coming week, but they start back in July for the summer okay. session. So I'll I'll mention that. I'll put there's links in the show notes to all my classes. Um, 
and and those are just great fun. I Chris took my intro to screenwriting class, and we had a great. I thought we had a great time. Yes, yeah. I did. Yeah. Learned quite a bit. Good. You know, that's really that's nice of you to say, given uh, how accomplished you are as a writer, for you to say that you learned a lot. Um, and and really and truly, there's so much to know. It, I learn something almost every class too. It, it's funny, you know, that I start investigating something and realize, oh yeah, that's that's something. Um, anyway, we're Plot Points Podcast. Um, my friend Christopher Styers can be found at ChristopherStyers.com and on his author pages on Amazon. Um, I was about to say Netflix. God, that would be nice, huh? <laughs> Uh, yeah. Hey, by the way, any Netflix, Amazon, Hulu, et cetera, producers out there, you should grab Chris's books and think about turning them into a TV series. Of course, you would hire Chris and me, or Chris and I, to write this series, but, uh, sure. he's got some great stuff out there. And it, some of it's erotic, uh, sword, sword and sword, sword, uh, what would you call it? Ero- what do you call it? Erotic what? Sword and sorcery. Uh, yeah. Medieval fantasy. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. And again, I'll, I'll give that tagline is it's Chris's, uh, perversion tied to his violent tendencies. So, uh, you know, that's <laughs> check that out, folks. Sex um, and violence. What's that? Sex and violence. Sex and violence. Yeah. I wonder if that'll sell. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Well, anyway, so this week we're going to do a top five, very, very limited uh, scope list. Um, you, it's going to be police, uh, police shows, TV shows of the nineties. No, only American. And, um, I think that's it. Only American police shows of the night, uh, best top five, police, uh, our top five police shows of the nineties. So go ahead, Chris, give me your, let me hear your list. Okay. Uh, it was actually what season nine of Columbo. Okay. And then the final season of Wise Guy. Okay. Uh, the first season of Law and Order SVU. Okay. Uh, NYPD Blue and the granddaddy of them all lately, Law and Order. <laughs> this is hilarious. Except for. Except for one property. Yeah. Well, it's actually, I had exactly your same list, the same list. Oh, good boy. Except I added, uh, I took Law and Order as one, you know, I just was going to say the Law and Order franchise. Oh, okay. And including SVU. And then I was going to add Homicide, Life on the Streets. Oh, yeah. And, uh, but yeah, I have them all, Chris. Columbo, Wise Guy, Law and Order SVU, NYPD, and Law and Order. So, wow. Now that, says something. And the reason I didn't bust you on Columbo, which started in what, the seventies or something like that? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it was the seventies. Yeah, because it, it did come back in the nineties, uh briefly, yeah. apparently. I didn't I don't think I saw him, but um and the well, same they only did the entire decade, they only did like six episodes. Were those yeah, those were like more maybe movie like uh okay. yeah. Yeah. Oh that's the other thing I've been watching uh is Jesse Stone. I've been watching those movies. Oh. Yeah. Tom Selleck. So, well, yeah. And Robert Parker is, a, oh, yes. Yeah. The writer. Yeah. Terrific, uh, terrific stuff. Well, anyway, uh, I'm sorry that we can't uh, recommend <laughs> different. I think that's weird. Um, 
but homicide life on the streets is something that doesn't get mentioned a lot. And it's really, it, it was the, it was David Simon, I believe who uh-huh. wrote it. And he also did a, 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 a little series called the wire, which was, whew, man, that was, uh-huh. well, those are great, uh, great choices. We would recommend them highly along with some of the stuff we've been uh, watching. Um, one of these days, I'm going to go back and I've, I don't think I've seen even half of the Columbos. I'd like to go back because some of those have some amazing writers like Stephen Bochco and Stephen Canal yeah. and um, some, you know, truly legends. All right. Well, so maybe let's we we're running out of time, but let's squeeze in maybe one question. So go ahead, Chris. Do you have do you have a couple? I know you have two or three that are really great, but let's just okay. maybe do one. Okay. How much will your screenplay change during filming? Uh, you know, that's a really hard question to answer. I would say a little and a lot. There's been times where, well, I mean, uh, not during, not so much during filming, I guess. Maybe I should qualify that. Um, during pre-production, where you're trying to lock a, a version of the script, it will change a lot because you're working with producers and directors. During filming, a lot of times a script changes in minor ways because the actors improvise. Somebody comes up with an idea. Um, the director wants to get in uh, something in a certain way. Like, for instance, Halifax Retribution is definitely very, very much a, the director's vision. Um, there's a lot of music in it, and which which is kind of distracting, if I'm being honest. Yeah. So... I don't know if they had to cut script out in order to get those music sequences in or if they were just adapted using uh, material that was already in the script. But the director, the reason it says a film by and it's the, the director's name is because there's this this theory called the auteur theory where a director gives life to a script, which I think is ridiculous. I'm sorry. We give life to the script. They They may embellish it. It's like, you know, saying taking – credit for somebody having a baby. No, you're, it's not your baby. You're dressing it and you're, you, maybe you're burping it and feeding it, but it's my baby. I had the baby. Right. So, but that's just a writer's rant. Uh, nobody pays attention to me or any writer in Hollywood anyway. So, but yes, it can change one of my first films. The production company cut out this one scene, which I thought was, I thought I had done a great job on it and, but they just didn't have the money. So they decided to cut the scene. Um, it was a killing by the uh, by the killer that that wasn't essential to the plot, but it was a cool a cool killing. He he uses a a twist tie on uh-huh. the on the guy, and the guy can't get it loose. But um, they cut it out, and then once they started filming, it went the filming went so well they actually put it back in. Oh, so it could have gone out without that scene. Uh, they wouldn't have never they wouldn't have ever filmed it. Uh, it wouldn't even have been on a like a dvd extras or anything like that because they weren't going to film it because they couldn't afford it and that does happen sometimes you get into the middle of production and you realize you've they've over the film company shuts down so anyway it can change for various reasons it can change for budget it can change for time constraints it can change because an actor or actress gets sick or or something happens it can change for uh political reasons um there's been several, I know not mine, but there's been several movies and TV series that have filmed an episode or a section and changed it because of some unfortunate incident like that happens in the real world, like yeah. a mass shooting or something. So, 
Um, the thing in Hollywood is you, it's a collaborative process and that, that sounds nicer than it is. It's mostly you getting railroaded as a writer. Uh, but it's, it is a process. It's, you're not the end all be all, you know, you're not, as it's been said, if you want almost total control over your, your property, either write a play or, or write a novel scripts, just don't, you don't have that, that luxury. Um, now having said that I've, uh, of the 19 movies that I've, um, that I've had produced, most of them hew closely to the script. Very few of them were, were massively changed for any reason. Uh, but some of them were, so. Um, it's a process, you know, that's, that's, uh, inure yourself to the idea that there is going to be changes to your work. Uh, especially sometimes, you know, it's funny. I watch, uh, <laughs> yeah. Have you, I, have you ever had this experience, Chris, where you're watching something and somebody says a word, they say the word either incorrectly or, or incorrect. They put incorrect inflection on it. And you know that the actor didn't know what that word meant. Yeah. Uh, or the director and you wonder, isn't there anybody on the set who's going to say, wait a minute, that's not the way to say that word or you're using it incorrectly or something like that. Um, so th- those things, some, hopefully those are caught, but that, that's some of the stuff that occurs. Things happen in, in a, in, in a live, you know, environment. So. Yeah. Anyway, well, we're about out of time. Um, so I'm going to thank my, uh, my friend and, and, co- and, um, co-writer sometimes, uh, Christopher Styers. Oh, wait, we have one thing. Did you do a writer's quote? Yeah, I'm going to close with a writer's quote. Okay. Okay, my quote, closing quote for today is from author Truman Capote. And it is, good writing is rewriting. Mm. Very wise, because we both know that's true. <laughs> so, <laughs> thanks, Chris. So for myself, for Christopher Styers, Chris's uh, work is up on Amazon, Barnes & Noble. His latest book, Silken Swords, uh, is out there and it's a terrific read. It's, um, some, some really just interesting, fun and maybe, maybe a little bit, uh, sensational material. Um, yeah. and, um, he, he, he has a website, ChristopherStyers.com. We have a website. It's plotpoints.com. You can reach us at 919 scripts, which is 919-727-4787, or you can go to the plotpoints.com website or on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We, we're, our host is Blueberry or Blue, Blue, Blueberry. I don't know how to pronounce it. It, um, you can find us there too. And, uh, for myself and for Christopher and for all the men and women of the Orange County Screenwriters Association, we wish you a happy, oh, we've got Fourth of July coming up. So happy birthday to our country. Yes. And um, we would like to advise you to be inspired and do good work.